um, the year 2020, we will say that it's a, um, it's been, um, well, it's been a challenging year. Yeah, you know? And um, I like the way uh, Jeremy said during uh, Christmas Eve service, if you were here, uh, likening this to um, the 400 years of silence from God and that the people were um, oppressed. And they just, there was that tension. Uh, that's 2020. I mean, we've learned a lot of great things about it. And we can talk about that, you know, oh, next week. But this week, I'd like to just... Um, Some sermons that we give are um, convicting. Sort of, I mean, it's the scriptures because we try to, based on the scriptures, is what the scriptures say. Sometimes it's convicting, sort of rips your heart out and you go, oh gosh. And then there's other ones that are inspiring. Today, my goal for you, the last Sunday of 2020, is to encourage you. Why? Well, this last year we read together in our readings every day history. I mean, we got a lot of books done. And this next year, through our books, I've lost my books. I, oh, I have them up here. Okay. We'll start with, we're going to do the wisdom literature. We'll start with Job. Look. Um, or if you want a um, bookmark, you can do that. But anyway, um, pick them up. They're out in the foyer. You know, we usually ask for a little bit of donation just to help us with the offset cost. But listen, if you can't afford it, I want you to have the book. I'd rather have you have the book. Every, every time we do this, we have some books left over, and it makes me crazy. We should be using them somewhere. So if you want one, by God, take it. I would want you to do it. And we're going to be doing the wisdom literature here in 2021. And, and, and that's kind of exciting. So we're going to be going through Job and Psalms and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, which could make for an interesting December. But anyway, that um, is going to be, it's going to be a fun year. Most people um, are challenged by reading the wisdom literature. It's not so straightforward. There's not narrative, probably have a lot fewer maps in 2021, which kind of makes me sad. But today, I want to map out 2021 for you. (laughs) See how I did that? You guys are still a tough crowd. Anyway, okay, so before I launch into, we launch into the Old Testament um, wisdom literature, I would like to take some time to go through some of the New Testament wisdom that we have to talk that talks about wisdom and sort of the this is sort of the the reason to read the books of wisdom. But before I do that, I'd like to do my sort of my um, it's almost become like a yearly appeal. For okay, so it today is twenty seventh, and we have. Uh, New Year's Eve, the 31st, we've got big five days. Well, not quite five days, but five days, let's just call it that, to prepare for 2021. And what I mean by that is that we need to be intentional in setting goals for the following year. If you don't set goals, 
that you'll never achieve goals. And if you're not intentional, then sometimes those goals still aren't attainable. Okay? And so the number one, and you've heard me say this year after year, the next five days, I want you to be thinking about the goals that you would like to achieve in 2021, and you need to write them down. Studies have shown that if you write down a goal, the likelihood of it actually being achieved is like 20-fold. More likely of it being achieved. So you need to write these things down. Now listen, I'm old school. I tend to write them down. You can use a tablet if you are so inside, or you can use a computer to do that. But put them down on paper or virtual paper or whatever. Put them down, and you can separate them. You can be as elaborate as your personality allows. Some are... We don't want to make them so grandiose that we just don't think that you can achieve it, and so why even try? Or you can make them so simple that, you know, you achieve in January 1. Hey, just aside, let me ask you a question. When you make um, tasks, lists of tasks, do you ever put down, make a list so that you can already check one off? <laughs> That's just me. My guess. Okay. But anyway. <clears throat> Anybody on after me? Ooh, okay. Anyway, so be intentional in your goals. Things don't just happen. We need to be specific in our goals. But we also need to be graceful. We need our, to allow ourselves to fail, to stumble when it comes to our goals. Listen, um, this last year I had a lofty goal of reading uh, 40 books. Um, I was looking through them today, uh, how many books I've read. I was, because I haven't been writing them down. <laughs> I know. I'm preaching to me today. But uh, I've only read about 20 books this year. And, but you know what? That's 20 more books than I read the, the, week, the year before, right? So I need to allow myself some grace. No, I didn't hit my goal, but it was still good. I read some quality books that I really, really enjoy. They kind of changed my um, approach to a lot of things. And so I guess I went with uh, quality this year rather than quantity. Anyway, so uh, we also need to be realistic. Okay, we don't want to have a goal that is so... There's no way you're going to do it. Okay? For example... I could, I could, I like to run, and I like to have a goal of how many miles I run in a year. Now, if I did, hey, I'm going to run 1,500 miles this year. That's um, with average about you know 20 running days a month. That's like six and a half miles a run. Where I can hopefully I'll be able to run six and a half sometime, but I'm not average that. No, that's not going to happen. So maybe I, I put my goal maybe 500 miles because that's still about three miles a, a run time. It's still of a challenge. Well, for me it is. I mean, there are some people in this room that run like 12 miles all the time and it's like, ugh, disgusting. <laughs> 
but I won't, I won't call them out who actually do that, Peter and Matthew. But anyway, um, we need to be realistic. We need to give, we get all of our lists done before the beginning of the year or right around the beginning of the new year and we, we do one of two things. We need to give our goals to God for approval. Now, I've also seen people say, don't give God your goals. You ask him, what goals do you have for me? Now, I don't, I don't, I don't think you should dismiss either of those. Okay? So I, I kind of put these in Christmas terms for you. Okay? So um, if you put your goals together and you ask for God to approve them, to look at them and to shape them or change whatever he wants, that's sort of like the little drummer boy approach. Okay, and that's sort of like you do your best for him. And, and I think God can use that and can honor that. Okay, or you can, you can say, okay, God, what, what goals do you have for me? I, you know, that's sort of the obedience type thing. And so I, I call it the shepherds in the field approach where God sort of reveals himself to you. And they, you know, they, they saw the the hosts, the angels, and then they, hey, let's go to Bethlehem to check out what God said. So either way, I think God can bless, can honor. We don't put God in a box. He can do whatever he wants. But I still think God-honoring thing is to get into goals. Okay? So let's get, let me get to my point today. Because we are doing the wisdom literature this year, together as a body, church. One of your goals I want to encourage you to have is seeking wisdom. This is the year where you need to be seeking godly wisdom. And I have seven passages in the New Testament that point to the Old Testament that I want to encourage you to be seeking wisdom. And specifically, godly wisdom. Okay? So there's just seven. What time is it? Ah, we got plenty of time. All right. So let's look at these seven verses and see what we can do uh, just to know about seeking godly wisdom. All right? So number one. The first one is you need to ask for wisdom. No, you need to ask for wisdom. In fact... James in chapter 1 says this, and this is James 1 verse 5, and I have this one in the New King James. I have a bunch of different versions. I'm not sure if they're all out that way, but uh, I just use that as different versions that I feel are very acceptable. This is in the New King James Version. It says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Okay, there's a there's a few things that you need to know about this passage. James says, if you ask God for wisdom, he will give it to you. And the Greek's pretty specific on this one. He will give it to you. He's not he doesn't say he might give it to you. But he will. This is a promise. 
So one of the first things you need to do when you're trying to seek wisdom is you need to ask God for it. Now, he may not give it to you the way you think you're going to get it. Again, we don't put God in a box. But he absolutely will give you wisdom. And that's encouraging. So as we put down our goals this year, and if you want to put down, I want to seek wisdom, we're going to ask God for it. We're going to say, God, will you give me your wisdom this year in a certain area or as you're asking God for it? And he will. It's a promise. Number two, the wisdom you ask for needs to be godly wisdom. And James, the author, separates that there are two different types of wisdom in this world. And so I'm trying to be specific in telling you this godly wisdom. This is wisdom with which you seek that comes from heaven. And let's go to James chapter 3, 13 through 18 in the New International Version. 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. That's the bad news. The good news is in chapter, in verse 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Listen, when you seek godly wisdom, wouldn't it be nice to be able to reap a harvest of righteousness? That's encouraging to me. Yeah. One, we know that God is going to answer our prayer. He's going to give us the wisdom that we're seeking. And he's also going to help us from his wisdom achieve a harvest of righteousness. All right. Number three, we need to live our daily life with the wisdom that we receive from God. Not just wisdom once in a while, but daily. Can I tell you that practice makes perfect? And the more you practice, the better you get. Isn't that right? Who's been a coach here? I mean, do we just go to the games? No, we practice, don't we? All right. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17, and this one in the ESV. It says, look carefully, then, how you walk. The word walk here is talking about like the daily as we come and go. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We need to be intentional in acting wise rather than unwise. 
We, we need to think about our actions. We need to be... You know, most of the time, when I do things that are unwise... I know, it's hard to believe that I do. Is when I'm in a hurry. And I let my feelings get involved. And I say things or I do things that I go... Yeah, that was pretty unwise. But if I'm intentional and I'm thinking... What would Jesus do? Or, oh, I just read some scripture today. This is the way I should be acting. That is acting wise rather than unwise. And speaking of scripture. Number four. Use God's word to receive wisdom. I'll say that one again. Use God's word to receive wisdom. And you've heard me say this a thousand times up here. When we read scripture, it should change us. It should propel us to be better followers of Jesus Christ. That's what scriptures are for. Or to direct us to him and to act accordingly. Usually when we act unwise is when we're going against scripture. So, what verse do we have here? This is one of the 3.16 passages. Colossians 3.16 says this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all... What's the word? Wisdom. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. You know, when I read this verse, I think of Sunday morning. Because it's not just reading God's word. The spiritual songs? Psalms? What? With thankfulness in your hearts to God. How many of you have heard, thank you God, today already? I mean, we're thanking God, we're singing God, and we're speaking to each other. We are diving into God's word. Generally from this pulpit, you get God's word. Has there ever been a time when everyone's up here we didn't use God's word? I don't know. Not since Jeremy and I decided to wing this thing together. We've been committed to being in God's word. Why? Because God's word directs us to wise living, wise thinking. What do you think one of the reasons why Jeremy and I are like, you should read your Bible. You should know your Bible. You should be in the Bible. Because this is God's word, and that is shelps, uh, shapes us. That's help and shape at the same time. Shelps us. Finally got a laugh, and that was the wrong way. <laughs> All right, anyway. So, number five. Just know this. As you're growing in wisdom... You're going to be challenged. There will be times when your godly wisdom will be challenged by others. How do I know this? Well, in Luke Acts, we just finished. Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he says this in chapter 21 of Luke Acts. Or Luke, not Acts. But, you know. 21. 10 through 17 in the ESV. Then he said to them, 
Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and pestilence. Talking about the end of time. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you. He's talking about his disciples. He's talking about followers of Jesus Christ. They will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it, therefore, in your minds not to meditate before how to answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to stand or contradict. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake. Listen, when you step out in faith, when you ask God for wisdom, and he gives it to you, and you're seeking the scriptures, and you are being challenged... Because you're using godly wisdom. Because it's godly wisdom, not just wisdom. You're going to be challenged and you are going to be persecuted for his namesake. It's not an if, it's a win. And that's W-H-E-N, not W-I-N. Though, if you are persecuted for him, it is a win. W-I-N. So that's number five. Number six, godly wisdom will allow you to be humble. Earthly wisdom will just puff you up. And and we see that in our day and age. We have a lot of people that know a lot of things and are wise. But because it's not godly wisdom, it tends to be a little crazy. But let's read 1 Corinthians 1, 28-30. This is, this is Paul talking to, in the initial sort of beginning of the, his letter to the Corinthian church, his first letter to the Corinthian church. He says this, God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Our wisdom as we grow in godly wisdom will not puff us up. In fact, it will make us... uh, humble it will allow us to be the lowly person rather than the yeah, let me tell you I got my doctorate and my doctorate that sort of you know attitude listen the more I read scripture over the years the less I feel like I know and the more challenged I am to step out in in wisdom and in his truth 
The people that feel like, oh, yeah, I read the Bible, that's enough. That's a dangerous place to be. You need to, I need to read it, you need to read it again, you need to do it. Because that's the humility that Paul is talking about here. In fact, when, when Paul went to the Corinthians, he just said, you know, I, I didn't come to you with eloquent of speech. We even believe sometimes Paul, in some of the things that he has said, that he's kind of, kind of talks like me. You know? And so, keeps us humble. Keeps us more worried about what God says than what I say. Or what anybody else says. Right? So, that's um, number six. And number seven, and I don't want to forget this. I, this, is, this, is, this is the gathering together of the first six, in my estimation. But, if you want to know where this wisdom comes from. Because there are people that hear wisdom... And they don't get it. I mean, it just goes whoosh, right over their head. And you know these people. You try to talk to them, they're like, that's the Bible. I'm talking about something I want to really know. Oh, okay. The source of wisdom for the believer, for the follower of Jesus Christ in 2021 is the Holy Spirit. One of the things that Jesus says in the upper room is that he calls it the spirit of wisdom and so that you will be able to discern and you will be able to read the scriptures. And remember, these, these disciples, these, even the Pharisees, even all people that knew the Bible totally missed Jesus as the Messiah. But when they accepted Jesus' Messiah and the Holy Spirit came and dwelled on them, they read the scriptures anew. You know, they read, they read verses in the Old Testament. They go, oh my gosh, that's Jesus. After I accepted Jesus and I went wholeheartedly, I was all in. I read the scriptures anew. I'm like, what? It's been, how long has it been in there? How long has this been in the Bible? I don't know, a couple thousand years. Totally missed it, right? Got the Holy Spirit, and then boom! Oh my gosh! The Bible was opened up to me all anew. So the Holy Spirit, which is a guaranteed promise for you if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit's in you. I mean, that's God living in you. He will help you, He will direct you in wisdom. Ephesians 1, 16 through 19. And this is Paul again in his introductory to the church in Ephesus. He says this, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might. Does, does, that, does that encourage you? I mean, I hope that it does. As we... 
we launch into 2021, let's be intentional. Let's write this stuff down. And let's let one of our goals be seeking godly wisdom in our lives this year. And maybe when 2022 comes around, we can look back and say, man, I am glad that I decided to seek wisdom this year. I can, th- I can think of no other greater blessing than that you get smarter in the Lord. Honestly. So, hopefully, me being the cheerleader here, how many of you want to do that this year? How many want to put that as one of your goals? I'm seeking wisdom. Okay. So, there's a lot of people raising their hands. I mean, if you haven't, that's fine. I'm not, there, there's no guilt here. God may have some other plans for you. Or you may be so wise that, hey, that's enough. That's enough for a while. And that's fine. Have you ever done that to God? Where you whoa, oh my God, I can't show I can take anymore. I remember trying to learn 1 Corinthians 13. The, the love passage, love is, love is, love is, love is, love is. I was trying to memorize the entire chapter. And I was going through it. And I was going over it. And then I got to this point. I was like, so much love. I'm like, okay, God, stop, stop, stop. I just, I can't take any more love. Oh. And sometimes that's okay. So I'm not, I'm not busting your chops. You didn't raise your hand. I'm not trying to shame you. I'm not. I'm not. Stop that, sickos. But some of you raised your hands. And I'm going to hold you to it. Because we all know about our little New Year's. I resolved to do this. And then by the sixth, you know, the first, you're like, oh, I'm going to lose weight. And then the sixth, you know, you're eating pumpkin pie. And your wife's going, I'm not you're trying to lose weight. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. This is not one of those things. This is your goal. One of your goals, and you need to present that before God. And I guarantee you, he won't take that off the list. I mean, from the scriptures I just read you, he is not taking this one off the list. Whether you do the shepherd or whether you do the little drummer boy. So I want you to do, we're going to have the the praise team come up. While these guys play their song, when they do, we're going to stand. And if you have decided to make this commitment to seek the Lord in his wisdom. I want you to come up here in the front, socially distanced, but I want you to make a covenant with God that that's what you're going to seek this year. I know, now it's getting real, isn't it? As he said, oh, I'll seek wisdom. (laughs) Now you get to talk to God about it. I'm serious, guys. This is such a reward. There is such great chances, amazing ways to give God glory by you gaining wisdom His way. So, let's play. Why don't you guys stand? If you have the guts, if you have the belief in Jesus Christ that He can do amazing things in 2021, get up make your don't make it to me make it to God in the name of Jesus